You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. New York City bar in COVID-19 hotspot refuses to shut down after state yanks liquor license. Why are we talking about New York City on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast? Well, because they are taking a page out of this summer's Chaz slash Chop in Seattle. This bar is calling themselves an autonomous zone, and nobody is going to mess with their business plan, including the governor who says they have to shut down, but they're not going to. They're sticking to their guns. They're going to keep slinging booze. They're going to keep doing their thing. They're an autonomous zone. Let's take a look. Let's jump on in. This is an article, uh, Fox News. Staten Island pub located in a coronavirus hotspot is stealing a page from Seattle's anarchist cookbook, declaring itself an autonomous zone. Free from the public safety restrictions, its owners say they will refuse to abide by. Just slap a little autonomous zone. We're doing some peaceful protesting. You should be good, right? Right? Mm, probably not, especially not when you got a liquor license. But that's that's what they're doing anyway. Attention, we hereby declare this establishment an autonomous zone. Red signs outside and around Max Public House in Grant City, invoking a phrase more commonly associated with the month-long occupation of Capitol Hill in the Emerald City, Seattle, by anti-cop radicals. I thought it was Black Lives Matter radicals. No? It's anti-cop radicals? All right, either one. We refuse to abide by any rules and regulations put forth by the mayor of New York City and governor of New York State. We're just not listening. Not doing what the governor, not doing what the mayor is telling us. The state had been warning for weeks that the South Shore was on the path to orange zone status. I've kind of followed the whole New York thing with orange zone, red zone, uh, zones. Based on the area's consistent and surging coronavirus positivity rate, And on Monday, Governor Cuomo made the call. Restrictions, including the prohibition of indoor dining and bars and restaurants, took effect Wednesday. But Max balked and defiantly kept its doors open, despite being slapped with thousands of dollars in fines, a shutdown order from the state health department, and the Friday revocation of its liquor license by the state liquor authority, the owner said. So that's the... the risk you run when you've got a license, especially something as valuable as a liquor license. Those are hard to get. You got to go through a lot of work, go through background checks, really got to keep in compliance. I mean, you're supposed to, supposed to keep in compliance to keep that liquor license. And that's the way it should be. Do what's legal. You'll get to keep your legal license. But in the era of the shutdown, these places aren't being offered any compensation. Got to shut down. I don't know. Do you do a peaceful protest? Do you declare yourself an autonomous zone? You know what's coming. These business owners, they know what's coming. But I think it is funny. Yeah, we are a peaceful protest. I mean, it worked for the protesters all throughout the United States this this past summer, right? Over $2 billion worth of peaceful protesting damage. And yet, they're all okay. But Max balked and defiantly kept its doors open, despite being slapped with thousands of dollars in fines a shutdown order from the state health department, and the Friday revocation of its liquor license by the state liquor authority, the owners said. At this point, we're okay with it because we're not paying it. 
co-owner Danny Priesty said. The Sheriff's Department is issuing us $1,000 fines, so they keep coming back. We're still here. We're not letting them in. Co-owner Keith McAllerney backed up his partner's declaration of COVID independence. The, the protesters this summer who did the autonomous zone, they had nothing to lose. These guys have a bar. They've got a liquor license. They've got clientele. They've got a lot to lose. Unfortunately, they can't really pull the autonomous zone. They can't really pull the peaceful protests, even though those are, I mean, in this case, it really actually is peaceful, right? They're not, they're not physically hurting anybody. Somebody might, might make the argument, oh, they're killing grandma because they're spreading the Rona. Now, prove it. I, I want to see those numbers. Prove it. In the state of Washington, we talk about the data and the science, but we don't really back it up with any actual figures. What we do know is that things like going to work, going to restaurants, being in a manufacturing plant, other stuff like that, we know that before people got COVID, they were in some of those places. We don't know if they actually got it from those places, but we know that they might have been there. So, I mean, people are going to work. People are eating in restaurants. People are going to church, right? I mean, they were. And then week later, they got COVID. Let's blame it on restaurants. Let's blame it on manufacturing plants. Manufacturing plants actually have much higher rate of COVID than gyms. Oh, they also went to the gym. So therefore, all these cases, you've got to blame. You've got to blame on gyms. I haven't ranted about gyms for a while. Gyms really annoy me. It's like, okay, you guys just want everybody to hunker down inside, hide your identity, wear your mask, practice obedience. But as you just get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker until your body just says, ah, give me the Rona. That's the way I see it. I think you should encourage people to go to the gym. Make them clean, make them safe. Last gym I was working out at, it was. I mean, they had all kinds of regulations. And you know what? If you want to work out, then that's what you do. You spray the damn machine down beforehand. You spray it mid-whatever. You spray it afterwards. You wear your mask when you're walking around in between exercising. They've got good ventilation systems. I don't know. I was just reading an article right before I started this podcast here. And I know I'm going on a wild tangent, but that's it's kind of part of why you come here, right? Let's see what... Let's see what this jokester has to say and see what weird, wild tangent, not wild, my tangents are never wild, but they do go down some rabbit holes. And before this, this article, I was um, reading an article about is outdoor dining safe in Seattle? And it had all these guidance. So if you're eating in a tent at a restaurant outside and it's warm, then that is not good, not safe, not safe. You might catch the owner there. And that is because there aren't two walls of the tent at the restaurant outdoor in winter that you're eating at. Two of those walls are not open. So we're not even really talking about tent dining is what they've made legal here in the state of Washington. It is more of a canopy, an open canopy situation. Now, I don't know where you guys are right now. Some of you in California, some of you probably in Phoenix, oh, warm there. Some of you are probably in LA. Some of you are, which is in California. I do know my geography a little bit. Some of you are in Florida. Some of you are in New York. Some of you are in maybe Minnesota. But here in Washington, in winter, it gets kind of cold. So I think the restaurant owners are trying to make as best they can 
the scenario where you're not outside and you feel like a ice cube. You actually feel like, oh, I'm having an okay dining experience. But I was just just talking to my buddy Dan Flitch, who owns a couple of bar, bar and grills, sports bars. And um, he said that after 9 o'clock, since it's gotten kind of colder, after 9 o'clock, his business dies off. And that's at the one restaurant where he can do the exterior dining. He's got a 20 by 40 um, tent that is pretty epic. But still, it is not like eating inside in early December in the upper left northwest portion of the United States. It's cold. We're in the north. It's cold. So I don't know. Is there a happy medium here? Yeah, I think it's you let restaurants open up unless there actually is some real data and science. You let them open up at 50% capacity. And if you have health issues that if you get the Rona, it's not going to be good. If it's maybe going to be kind of a hard road or maybe game over, maybe then you don't go out to restaurants, but let the rest of everybody else do their thing because life has to move on here. It's, it's just got to move on. Um, I think we're all doing the best we can with not having super spreader events. But when you have five people at a table, maybe, you know, a lot of times it's families going out. They're around each other all the time. As long as they're not breathing on other people, going to a restaurant, I don't know. I'm told that because if you have the two sides of the tent on these outdoor eating establishment areas, if you have two sides of the tent, greater airflow. The Rona just miraculously evaporates up and into the air. It doesn't go out to the people on the sidewalk. It doesn't go out to people walking by. It just, with airflow, the Rona disappears. That's what we're being told. That's what makes it safe. So if you only have one flap open on a tent, oh, not good. That's damn near a catastrophe. But if you have two flaps open in the middle of winter, you're good to go. Take that hat, take that big puffy coat, take those gloves that you can barely hold a glass with. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you try and eat like, it's like skiing and eating. It's like you take your gloves off, right? But you can't when you are in a tent with two flaps open outside in the middle of winter. So we've kind of thought this through, haven't really thought this through, but I like the autonomous zone. I like that. I like that approach. Hey, we're an autonomous zone. You guys take a hike. We're doing our own thing here. We're, we will not be regulated. And while you're at it, you should abandon your nearest police station and give it up to us as a peaceful offering. And the mayor should dictate that. That's what should happen. And that's what happened here in Seattle. That's what we're doing here in Seattle. Why shouldn't other cities like New York City follow the same thing? It makes a lot of sense. And if anybody's actually protesting and they do something violent, just let them right out of jail. I mean, just willy-nilly. Write that into your law. Just get out of jail free card. That's what you should do. Because that's what we're doing here in Seattle. And we are proud of it. No, we are not. Some people are. I'm not. Not how I roll. And here's a quote from the owner. And you can just hear this guy saying this. We're not backing down. You think you can scare me by saying I don't have a liquor license now to serve liquor? Well, guess what? That liquor license is on the wall. That liquor license is going to come down off the wall. It's going to be done by Como. You want to come down here and pull that license off the wall? McLarney says in a YouTube video posted Friday, the same day the bar's liquor license was yanked. All right. So you make yourself a target and you get targeted. 
Liquor license gone. Can't you see all this stuff though? After the whole, after we get a um, vaccine and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, stick me with a vaccine. That's a good idea." There's been hardly any testing, but let's take it because this is going to save everybody. We don't really know what the side effects are, but yeah, jabbing with that bad boy. I mean, sign me up for that? No, I don't think so. It's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. That's if I ever take it. I don't know. It just whole thing is annoying. But can't you imagine somebody seeing a video and going, all right, pull that guy's license, pull his liquor license, take it. And that's something that the peaceful protesters here in the Seattle didn't have. They didn't have anything to take. They were already being, being given. They got, you know, handed to them a police station. They got handed to them barricades. They got handed to them help from all kinds of social services. Social services literally went into Chop and Jazz and were helping people because so many of them are homeless and they need free stuff. That's what we're doing. But no, when you do a peaceful protest and declare yourself an autonomous zone and you've got something to lose, guess what? It gets taken. That is unfortunately the way that this story was pre-written and happened. But I really, really do like the idea of, yeah, we're an autonomous zone and we are peacefully protesting, which they actually are. They're not causing anybody damage. And I went off that tangent about maybe they are causing damage. I don't think so. I think that's just kind of silliness. And governors and mayors are just like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Cases are skyrocketing in my state, my area, whatever. Let's just shut everything down and hope that this all goes away at some point. <laughs> and so this guy keeps going. Debozo, he continued, presumably referring to Mayor de Blasio. You want to come down here and pull the license off the wall? Question mark. Feel free to end up coming down and we'll end up having a conversation before you even think about stepping on foot on my property. I will not back down. That's what these guys are doing. They're like, I don't care that you pulled my liquor license. We are still pouring booze. On Saturday, the joint was operating like a like it was 2019. I thought that was funny because usually when you make a comparison like that, you make it to something wildly outside of the time period. You know, uh, on Saturday, the joint was operating like it was, you know, 1920. But instead, it's 2019, just last year, 11 months ago. On Saturday, the joint was operating like it was 2019 as a small group of patrons enjoyed cocktails inside the bar on the house. They're free. Sure, you can have a drink. We're not charging, co-owner McLarney said. About five customers, most wearing face masks, showed up in about a two-hour span to support the bar, which appeared to be exploiting a loophole for businesses in Como's executive order by not actually charging customers. I think that's funny. It's like, all right, that's not a long-term solution. That doesn't really help out this bar, but it's kind of an FU to the establishment saying, hey, you know, we got this loophole. This is what we're doing. We're giving away some free booze. That doesn't really help their business, but probably makes them feel good temporarily until they realize we no longer have a liquor license. We are hosed. What are we going to do? You're going to have to really fall on your sword and pray for forgiveness and say, I don't know what happened. The Rona made me do it. The Rona. Blame it on the Rona. That's what everybody else is doing, right? So if you have uh, any kind of issue, ah, it's the era of the Rona. I, I, I can't be held accountable. 
the Rona. The Rona did it. I totally support what he is doing. I don't support the tyrannical nonsense they have in the place, said Keith Atherholt, who was 45, who left a $100 tip for a glass of water. I gave them 100 bucks for this water. They didn't charge me. I gave it to support them. That's what a lot of these businesses need. But more importantly, they just need to be open, open to serve people who are not hunkering down in fear, who are not hiding their identity, who are not practicing extreme obedience. Two other couples were hanging out inside for about an hour and a half. He's all right. He's doing the right thing, one person said as he left the bar with a woman and baby. The man declined to say if he and his wife paid for the pints of brew and finger food they gobbled inside. Now we got one guy who's just taking advantage. Probably not. He's got a wife and a kid. And he's in there drinking beer and then he hauls his kid away. Eh, He's probably a regular and he's like, yeah, I'll have a beer. Uh, Yeah, I'll have whatever food you got because I'm kind of hungry and I know if I have a full beer on an empty stomach, that's not going to go good. And I've got this baby. So you got this baby over here. Uh, Difficult. Others stopped by the bar's Facebook page to cheer the effort. Yes, I keep saying there's more of us than them. Every single small business that needs to stand together and to do this. So much respect to you guys. Good luck with everything. Ashley Anglisterari wrote, and that was on uh, their Facebook page. So people are doing stuff. People are protesting in their own way. But guess what? Long term, you got to kind of toe the line. You got to do what uh, Johnny Law tells you, which is state, local, federal, especially if you've got a booze license. That's not one you want to put in jeopardy. But that's what these guys are doing. And um, if I see any more on this story, I will definitely let you know. But I think you're going to see more and more of this. Talking with my buddy Dan, who owns the bars again, and I'm like, you're going to see some more of this because people have nothing to lose at this point. It's not that I, 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 I reverse myself there. They have very little to lose. They've already had a lot of that taken from them, so many of these businesses. So when you say to somebody, well, we're going to close your business down, which should already be closed per state guidance, right? Guidelines. And these places stay open. Guess what? Well, we're going to come in and close your bar down. All right. Well, we're going to go under anyway. So what's the difference? I think you're going to see more and more business owners go, okay, yeah, we're pretty much done. But we're going to make one last stand here. And we're going to stay open. And if enough of these businesses do, I think that sends the message. And that ultimately is what needs to happen. Because none of this stuff from what I can tell from all the research that I've done, is really based on the data or the science. If you can if you can really show me and pinpoint to me where gyms, number one, have been a hot spot for people contracting the coronavirus, awesome. Let me know. Tell me. If you can convince me that restaurants, there's been massive outbreaks at restaurants, that this is where we know, matter of fact, that the Rona is coming from, Not just the theory that people are sitting down in groups of people that may include members outside of their family for an hour, hour and a half at a time. They're talking closely. They're laughing. Sometimes they're shouting. And that just spews the Rona everywhere. If you can convince me that that is happening and you know for a fact that that is what's going on, all right, then I will listen to some actual data and science. But until I'm shown that I'm like, all the stuff that I've seen is just theory. 
it's like, well, we're, we're pretty sure that restaurants and gyms are a, a, a big source of the spreading. I don't know of a single case that's come out of gyms. And I, I, I'm on my fourth gym since the coronavirus, right? One of those I've been to twice. I stopped going because another one of my gyms opened up and then I went back to another one. I've been all over. I haven't heard of a single case. Not a single case. And some of those gyms, they don't require you to wear a mask. It's what they're doing. They're peaceful protesting. They're an autonomous zone. Now, they're just kind of little out-of-the-way hidey holes where people are doing things differently because guess what? They are not hunkered down at home. They are not getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker until they just magically catch the Rona. They're not doing that. They're going out. They're working out. They're, you know, they're doing their thing, which is what I think we should be doing because at some point in time, you got to say, all right, this is the flu season. This is what happens. Yeah, we got a lot of cases of the Rona going around, but it doesn't look like that death rate's all that all that bad, is it? I mean, that's what we're continually talking about is all these cases. All the cases are going sky high. Yeah, but are people dying? Mm, not really. Are we tapped out on the hospitals? That seems to be a mixed bag, doesn't it? I get a lot of I get a lot of statics for oh, the hospitals they might be at near capacity. Yeah, and they might not. So until I see news stories of this hospital is absolutely tapped out, then I'll believe that. Otherwise, I'm just going to go with, all right, we've been fed this, this story before, and guess what? I didn't buy it then. I don't buy it now. That's just kind of where I'm at. I think people are done with all this stuff. It's like, all right, we, 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 you can't hunker down forever and just stay at home and, and hope that the Rona doesn't, isn't lurking in there somewhere where you get it. Can't do that. you got to live your life. That's where I'm at. So I do still wear my mask. I ask people, hey, if you want me to wear a mask, I will. I don't want to offend other people. But I like the idea of the autonomous zone. That's a good one. Keep that going, guys. Sorry you lost your liquor license. That sucks. But you kind of knew that was coming. But it sounds like um, might have some issues getting that bad boy back. I don't know. Blame it on the runner. That's it for me on this one. I'm Sean Reynolds from Silver Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. All right. I will see you guys on the next podcast, which will be very, very soon. Released in about two, two a day right now. Okay. Thanks again for being here. We'll catch up soon. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.